You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Texas Hayes Hey, good evening, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's happened to uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot us to, before. Forgot to turn it off. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, welcome to Swamp Gas Uggos. I am your host, as always, Jordan Pilkington. With me, the CEO of Antifa herself, Lexi Morris. Good morning, fellow Antifas. All right, and I don't know if you heard that voice uh, right before us, but also we're joined by a fellow DJ and one of the hosts of the Big Sad Podcast, Jason Johnson. Hello, all you uggos out there. Yeah, that's what we're calling our fans. Uh, I, I wasn't sure if we should call our fans um, uh, fellow uggos or big dick warriors. So those are the two options I'm considering right now. I think it's kind of, it depends on the day, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Depends on the episode. Yeah, when we're talking about tanukis uh, and their big balls, then our fans are big dick warriors. But right. otherwise, they're just ugly. Well, right. we, we can call them uggos all we want, um, but it's really about... What you call yourself? Yeah. When no one's around. You're so right. You're so right, Lexi. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh. Uh. uh how you How you guys doing? How you guys doing tonight? We're doing wonderful. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. I will speak. For, I'll speak for Jason. Speak for me. Speak for Jason. Please. We're doing. My client is doing wonderful. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, uh. I didn't tell you this earlier, but I was watching Unsolved Mysteries at work earlier today. <laughs> no. um, on yeah. the clock. On the clock. Well, I mean, what else am I doing? I'm wrapping meat. I think I can handle watching, right. <laughs> watching Hulu. Um, but no, I was watching an episode, uh, and like this, this mom, the single mom, goes on a date, um, and they just and she goes missing, and they find her car abandoned, um, and the cops are like, "Well, it hasn't been two days, so we can't look. We can't look in, in her car yet, even though it's <laughs> clearly abandoned on the side <laughs> of the road." And then two days pass, um, and the cops are like. Well, maybe she left a note telling us where she went. Right. <laughs> it's just the dumbest. Gone of the story. The dumbest police work possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole episode is that she's like super lonely and is just looking for like a boyfriend. She put out like an, a, a personal ad. Yeah. I guess it was the 90s mm-hmm. uh, or the 80s. Um, and apparently she would call into a local late night radio station. Um, and the they interviewed the, the disc jockey. And he's like, yeah, she was just so sad and lonely. She would just call in every single night. Oh, man. Wow. She would just talk all the time. And that's when she crazy. didn't, that's when they knew something was wrong. Yeah, and then they were like, they were pitching a theory. It's like, well, do you think maybe she faked her death to escape her life? And he's like, nah, she wasn't smart enough for that. <laughs> 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 they just threw this dead woman under the bus. In nice. loving memory of this dumbass bitch. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's biz. That's pretty much what happened. You brought up something that just kills me, though. These They know now that 
the first 48 hours. That's mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. start looking at all. But there's all these antiquated rules about, well, have they been missing for two days yet? Yeah. We don't know. You know, mm-hmm. no. also, she was a mom, and the kids yeah. are like, no, 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 she always calls. And I'm like, well, maybe she left a note in her car. Okay, did you yeah. think about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, what a depressing episode of the first 48. That yeah, that's yeah. so funny. It's like just two days of them sitting around going, "Man, I can't wait till we can get in this car." The most boring, <laughs> the most boring first forty-eight episode. <laughs> just, just a classic like sun up, moon up, sun up, moon right, up, and yeah. they're just waiting by the car with the crowbar. That's so funny. They pop it open and they go, "Okay, end the show." <laughs> <laughs> what well, we found? Nothing. Yeah, it's like, but that smell in the trunk's getting worse. Maybe we should. Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. Some guy the clock. You sure there ain't a note in there? <laughs> I don't know, man. It might be a note. That's so funny. Um, no, but yeah, uh, uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, uh, a little something called Operation Paperclip, which Ooh. was uh, originally a conspiracy that was uh, eventually debunked, uh, yeah. where, or not debunked, confirmed. Or was it? You no, know, it was confirmed. confirmed. Yeah, yeah we're, <laughs> the documents are out. Or where are um, during the end of World War II and immediately thereafter, um, the United States would uh, ship. Uh, Nazi scientists over to the states so they could work for us. Yep. Yeah. Sweet, the draft. It was basically the draft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, no, it was kind of like Pokemon. You know how you like you, you capture an enemy. All. Yeah, you got to <laughs> capture all the Nazis and then you make them fight for you. Right. Right. Um, no, yeah. Uh, if you did beat them, also ha- join them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Operation Paperclip was a secret program uh, of the Joint Intelligence Objectives Agency, largely carried out by special agents of Army CIC, in which more than 1,600 German scientists, engineers, and technicians uh, were taken from Germany to the United States. Uh, but these weren't just like Joe Schmo scientists. They mm-hmm. were, uh, a lot of them were like Nazi Party members, but also Nazi Party leaders. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these guys were the ones making decisions in like concentration camps and Auschwitz. They're the guys that were like, no, 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 let's cut off his limbs, switch him around, and stitch him back on and see if his arms work. Yeah. That was these guys. Mm. Yeah. Not Joe Schmo scientists. Right? <laughs> <laughs> not, not those regular old, you know, making. Yeah. A- you know. And I love, like, the story of, like, uh, it may have been Von Braun, but I, I can't remember, but the, mm-hmm. the paperwork, when they initially were indoctrinating them, they were bringing them into the program, and it was like they put Nazi on his, on, you yeah. know, affiliation, and then, like, a couple of years later, they realized, well, you know, this guy, he's going to be running, like, the space program. Yeah. We kind of need to not have a Nazi doing that, so they just went on the original document and in pen wrote, not A yeah. above Nazi. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. They, they would scrub the records of a lot of them, and for ones that were Nazis, they would just, like, scratch it out. It you mentioned crazy. Von Braun. He was one of the most famous ones that was brought over. Yeah. Because um, you probably never heard of him, Lexi. Oh, but no. Werner von Braun. That's a Nazi. <laughs> uh, we got to go way back. What the hell is Germany? Yeah. Uh, I, I Ain't that a, that virus that's going around? I had a Texas education. You're going to need to learn me something real quick. That's so funny. Now, uh, Werner von Braun was the creator of the V2 rocket, which was Fast. one of the what, it was one of the most deadly rockets that uh, Nazi Germany had because oh. it would go five times faster than the speed of sound. So allies could not... Um, couldn't hear it. Prevent them. Couldn't hear it. Also, yeah. couldn't couldn't prevent them from shooting. So his inventions killed an untold amount of people. Yeah. And then they gave him NASA. As, yep. a, as a reward. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. He, Werner von Braun is the reason that we landed on the moon. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, are, are, are Nazis all bad? I mean, yes. All of them? Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty 
much. You guys I think take a, you're going to take a hard stance. I'm going to take a hard stance on Nazis yeah. bad. The um, uh, I would just like to say that the opinions expressed by my co-host <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do not represent, yeah. <laughs> represent the, the station or our uh, governing body, SMTXCRA. Considering that the numbers uh, of uh, dead Jewish slave laborers uh, mm. in the V2 plants were in the thousands, uh, yeah, he, he pretty much sucked. Mm-hmm. He, he was a horrible person. I'm glad you brought that up. That's actually yeah. something that I had written down. World, um, world's worst boss. Yeah. yeah uh, so, yeah, Werner von Braun's factories use slave labor. Um, and over 60,000 prisoners from a nearby concentration yeah. camp lived and died in the Mittelwerk underground facilities where they built the rockets. Yeah. All the factories were underground so they wouldn't be bombed. And so they just had these poor prisoners just, like, slaving away in these tiny little, like, tunnels to work. Um, and the death rate at his factories were so high that crematoriums were a necessity. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. That's, that's the, the man who, uh, uh, what president was it? Was it Eisenhower? Uh, tried to give the Medal of Honor to. The Presidential Medal of Honor, yeah. I don't know if it was Eisenhower because Eisen, cause I know Eisenhower kept him out of the program for like 10 years. Maybe it wasn't Eisenhower. But it may, but, but now it may have been, I don't know. But yeah. Um, if it if it was, he did a full 180. Yeah. yeah. He said, yeah. you know what? I thought you were pretty bad for all that Nazi stuff, but yeah. I thank you for getting us to the moon. <laughs> shoot. <laughs> well, shoot. Well, shoot. Now you mention it. Man, you did a dang good job. Mm-hmm. From firing rockets into England <laughs> to firing rockets into the moon. Yeah. Into our hearts. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they had to give him... They had to give him NASA. Yeah. I can't believe well, he didn't really give him NASA. It's more like he was there for the founding of NASA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, On the ground floor. <laughs> well, yeah. I, my last duty the station was Patrick Air Force Base, which is where Cape Canaveral is. And uh-huh. it's kind of hilarious because they'll show you all these films before Von Braun was brought in of mm-hmm. all these test firings. And, I mean, it was just like monkey screwing footballs i mean they they would fire off a rocket and it would blow up immediately it was it was ridiculous and then they were like well we kind of have this nazi dude who was really good at building these rockets yeah. and they brought him in and then all of a sudden the program just took off yeah you know sometimes it, i forget you're from arkansas and then you say something like a monkey screwing a football yeah yeah <laughs> You know, if you give a monkey, a, if you give a dozen monkey a typewriter, you eventually they make a V two rocket. Football straight into space. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you monkey screw football on the moon. I tell By you what. God, I tell you one um, thing. Also, for for our listeners who do not know Jason Johnson, he's a former uh, Air Force. Yeah. 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 Jason Johnson, expert on everything, unfortunately from Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did that happen? I've wondered that my whole life. I mean, we went totally. I was trying to give him, I was trying to give some background information. You're like, uh, unfortunately, he is an illiterate hick. Yeah. <laughs> he knows so much more than I do, though. But by God, so, I know some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some stuff. I know some stuff. I've seen some stuff. My pappy told me. <laughs> That's so funny. Um,. No, but yeah, speaking of him in uh, in the states, uh, mm-hmm. so he was here for about four years uh, before he uh, started writing articles for a national science magazine, and they were published for two years. Um, and eventually, uh, uh, so Americans were like, well, like they knew the guy because he yeah. was he was showing up in publications. Uh, but Americans met the man behind this compelling future of rockets in space uh, on March 9th, nineteen fifty five, when Von Braun appeared on the first episode of Walt Disney's Tomorrowland TV series. 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this man was a, a, a huge celebrity. Star-studded. Yeah, he's a star-studded... Uh, he's kind of like Elon Musk in a way. And the mm-hmm. fact that the media loves him, and also uh, his fortune is built on slave labor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should look into Elon Musk a little bit more. Don't you talk about Elon that way. <laughs> Elon is an American hero. He's, bringing, he's South African. <laughs> he's, bringing, he's bringing South African jobs to America That's so, so that he can build us better cars. That's mm-hmm. so funny. I love that South African jobs are just apartheid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone's got hey, someone's so to do it. Someone's yep. got to do it. You're not going to want to do it. Oh, God. Man, so you're telling me my Tesla... Ain't as good as I thought it was. Or oh, no, it's better. just as good as you thought it was. Well, <laughs> if not better. Yeah. better you know. No. Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's Werner von Braun. Also mm-hmm. found out he married his first cousin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, he was a born-again Christian, so what can you expect? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know. If, yeah. you're, if you're born a second time, you don't you can choose the rest of your family. Yeah. You don't have to abide Absolutely. by the laws of... Of man and of God. Man. Mm-hmm. By the way, it makes kind of a lot of sense too, because when I was stationed in Germany, I kind of found out that Germans, it's if you're from Germany, you're kind of from the Arkansas of Europe. That's really uh, mm-hmm. it's not know. Poland. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That's uh, that's that's Florida. like a third world that's nation Florida. over there. Well, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know, Florida man stories, right? Where it's like oh, yeah, Florida yeah. man throws gator through Wendy's right. window. Poland has articles like that all the time. Like Polish man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gets bear drunk off of potato vodka and tries yeah. to fight it with shirt off. <laughs> oh, God. What were you going to say, Lexi? You were, you were coming. Oh, I could not tell you what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry. That's so Oh, funny. I was I was going to, to bring up, mm-hmm. typically, uh, Swamp Ass Echoes talks about cryptids, ghouls, all things mm-hmm. spooky. We're talking about this today because it's unbelievable. Yeah, this is yeah. this is this will be our first conspiracy episode. That it mm. actually happened. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of conspiracies in America, at least, are things that have been confirmed by the CIA that nobody just believes, like MK Ultra, which we'll get into at some point. Right. Um, or it's incredibly anti-Semitic. There is yeah. there is no in between when it comes to American mm-hmm. conspiracies. This is no. all in one, all in a, one. a little bit actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of uh, like like we mentioned, a lot of these men. Um, Terrible. Yeah. One one man who was brought over in Operation Paperclip, uh, Walter Schrieber, was the Surgeon General of the Third Reich. Yeah. He was the man in charge of like medicine and developing all these new like vaccines and things like that. Uh, his big project was trying to create a vaccine that would protect Nazis from their own bioweapons. Yeah. Um, and so you can only imagine how they conducted experiments on that. Gosh. We give our soldiers methamphetamine. The methamphetamine would make him go faster and longer. I thought they, s- they saved all the meth for uh, Hitler. Yeah, oh, no, he sure no. had he sure had his fair share. But yeah, yeah, they gave they gave him. Didn't they have to change the kind of boots that they wore because they were they were they just were marching for so treads. long? Yeah. yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, they were yeah. up all night on meth, and uh, yeah. That rules. That's a fun. That's a fun. You know, economic stimulus. The cleanest barracks you ever saw. I can't. I mean, <laughs> just cleaned like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't wait till our bosses all give us that in states. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you want to keep your job, you got to do meth so you yeah, can work you twenty-four got, hours. You got straight. time to lean. You got time to tweak. Boy. That's right. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, no, but uh, 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 Jason, the reason we have you on this episode, yeah. on our conspiracy episode, 
Um, one, because you're old enough to have lived through the rise of the Third Reich. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. You saw this coming. You saw I, this yeah, coming. I did. I saw yeah. that coming like uh, days ago. I knew yeah. it. As much as I catch it on the Big Sad, I knew mm-hmm. that was coming. Yeah. Uh, which everyone should check out. The Big Sad, uh, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. here on KCSM.org. Yeah. On Spotify. Um, but also because you have a very specific uh, theory. Yes. About what happened after Operation Paperclip. Yes. Um, it basically starts actually sometime before the war ended mm-hmm. and it's i i really feel like like the um the economic and scientific intelligentsia if you will of of germany they they knew they knew that hitler and all his guys were just nuts they they were of an old school way of fighting wars and dominating the earth they had these weird beliefs i mean i don't know if you've ever talked the to the society Nazi, yeah, yeah with the occult and all that mm-hmm. And I, I feel like they got word to the Allies and were like, hey, listen, we won't support the war effort. In fact, we may even go as far as to subvert the war effort. So that, But when you win, this is what we want. Mm-hmm. We, you take us to the States, and this is where we're going to. And they did it. They, they said, yeah, go ahead, man. We'll, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. And because you know you're looking at it, and you're like, "Hey, we get a, but with that, I think also that those same communities realized that mm-hmm. in the future wars weren't going to be about land and putting people out there and winning through attrition, you know, you killed more than I did, and all that. They knew that world domination was going to come through scientific achievement and economic domination. Mm-hmm. They saw one world you know stuff coming, one yeah. world economy and all that. Um, and I and I firmly believe that when they got over here, they started implementing those things. They they worked their way into our scientific communities, our economic communities, and they started working it. And it all starts, um, of course, the first thing they had to do. They well, the reason why they chose the United States is they knew capitalism was the one thing that could absorb the cost of what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no way the Soviets were going to be able to do that. Plus, if you look at Nazi doctrine from that era, the th- hell, the thing they probably hated more than, even than other races was the communism. They hated communism. Mm-hmm. So they come here, first order of business, destroy communism. Mm-hmm. We've got to destroy the Soviet Union. We've got to take them out of this equation. Mm-hmm. And they did it in a very smart way. They First thing, well, let's get into this friendly scientific battle with them. Mm-hmm. We'll go into, uh, we'll have a space race. Mm-hmm. And so then the Soviets now are spending billions of dollars they don't have to build rockets to get to space and all that. Second thing, an arms race. Uh, Let's face facts. The first two atomic bombs we ever dropped, they destroyed two cities and ended a war. Did we mm-hmm. really need bigger, better, faster nuclear bombs? Well, no, we didn't. Mm-hmm. But if you create an arms race, now suddenly the Soviets are spending billions more mm-hmm. that they can because they've got to keep up. By happenstance, we got lucky with Chernobyl, and then that's what kind of ended them. That mm-hmm. completely bankrupted them. Oh, yeah. We're so lucky we We're so Chernobyl. lucky for Chernobyl. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 mean, I you know, count my lucky stars every day. Oh, if they, hadn't, uh, if they hadn't, uh, you know, uh, stopped that one reactor from spreading, imagine we could have had an entirely irradiated world. 
and we could have lived like the game Fallout. It would have been so cool, that dude. So we would have cool. had Pip Boys and all kinds of stuff. Man, um, I'm not good at that game. <laughs> yeah, I love that game. Um, <laughs> on on that note, uh, we're gonna have a quick promo and we'll be right back. The end of a very long week is at hand. You've made it through. Whew, it's time for a drink. Pour a cold one, pet the cat, take your shoes off, and just like that, I'm right here with you in a blink, spinning the tunes you want to hear and talking to people you want to know. I'm there, kzsm.org, 8 to 10 Central Standard Time. On Fridays, you're listening to Friday Night with Care. All right, welcome back to Swamp Gas Uggos here on KZSM.org. I'm Jordan Pilkington. With us is Jason Johnson, who is telling us his theory about uh, what actually happened after the war. And I think, um, so we were just talking about, um, yeah, I firmly believe that they have set up, you know, those scientists and they uh, this we're living in the Fourth Reich right now. We're living mm-hmm. in what basically what the vision was. Um, so, as I was talking about, the first thing you got to do is you got to get rid of the other superpower. You got to get rid of communism. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, I've had people. I've told people about this before, and they always bring up, well, what about China? Well, yeah, what about the billion-person labor cheap labor pool you have, mm-hmm. who oddly enough, over the last what forty years have become a capitalist country. Yeah. Their government may be communist, but their but their economy is pure. They're running capitalism. the economy basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so so yeah, yeah, you know, that they they destroyed that too, you know, mm-hmm. and they um so anyway, th- then you go from there to well, now we have to control the people. Mm-hmm. And we have to ensure that that they, you know, can't can't come up and rise against us right you know so it starts in the 70s we, we get the drug war we have we start militarizing the police mm-hmm. um that was 72 i believe is when they signed the 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 law stating they could sell surplus military equipment to the to the united to police forces mm-hmm. this would have been after when swat this would have been after when swat was established i too. think so because yeah. yeah. that was really the start of like militarizing right. like lapd at least um and then they um so, so now we have a militarized police force. We have the big evil enemy to go after. Um, we can scare the hell out of the American people because we have the Soviets. Oh, my God, they're constantly watching us. They want to kill us all, which mm-hmm. I've always thought was very funny because after that whole thing fell we and we started talking as communities, we started finding out that American people were extremely afraid of Russian people and Russian people were extremely afraid of us. Mm -hmm. It was same, same on both sides, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and just like us with cockroaches. Right. Yeah. They, they, and they're just scared of us. Whenever the cockroach high school, whenever they uh, talk about humans, they say, if you see a human, make sure you duck and cover. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then we get into like, so then bring it up into the nineties. Now we've defeated communism. Um, We get, uh, Bill Clinton comes to power. Mm-hmm. So now we do need that unlimited funds. And so this Democrat who is doing everything for the people uh, comes up with the uh, three strikes and you're out laws and ups the mil- the police forces across the country. The crime bills. Um, deregulates banks, deregulates Wall Street. Uh, now suddenly... We've got these full-on huge police forces that have been militarized that can control the people, and now we have 
unlimited money that can be made because now there are no rules concerning Wall Street, banks, or anything. Mm -hmm. So the stage is set. Now we need to erode people's... Uh, uh, Institutions, powers, yep. erode the people's power to act, erode their freedoms. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Osama bin Laden. Well, I mean, that's we're not going to talk about it this episode, but that was like, yeah, they didn't know it was going to be the Twin Towers, but they knew something was coming. They knew something was coming, mm -hmm. and at that point, once you get that, you have the catalyst to again make the American people believe we're doing this to protect you. Mm -hmm. We get the Patriot Act. We get constant surveillance because the NSA has. And it, I mean, this is all fact. I'm not being like. Oh, yeah, I mean, Edward I'm Snowden. I'm talking about the Bilderberg yeah. Group and all that out there in the Texas. You know, no, Snowden blew. Snowden blew the the lid yeah. off of all this. Yeah, this almost all, a decade ago. Yeah, this is all real stuff. You know, um, and so now the stage is set, and now we see Portland, and the people rise up. And they're actually, uh-oh, coming together. There's white people and black people, and there's men and women, and there's uh, uh, gays and straights, and there's all the labels are coming together because they're really pissed at us. What mm -hmm. do we do? Well, guess what? We send in these uh, these people, the supposedly border agents and all this stuff, and we stomp it out. And here's the big fear that I have because I've seen this happen before. You test the tactics in Portland, then they're gonna you spread. spread it to every police force in the nation, and now the American people have no say because every time we come together and try and speak out, they're just going to crush us. Yeah. I mean, that's Trump already said he's going to do that. He's, yeah. he's going to spread the, the Portland tactics right. and, nationwide. And so the stage is set. Now, it, it's done. And, and you know... In all honesty, they're doing it to what have now become the most docile people on earth. Yeah, we're sheep. Yeah, and, it, and it's all because we now have a surveillance system in our pockets. We, we, we have a phone. We have computers sitting in our house. We have data constantly. I mean, hell, even, even refrigerators now have mm -hmm. computers in them. I would know? say it's also a, a lifetime of, of school telling you that like we're the greatest country on earth that's the other nothing's thing ever going to have to change yeah. that's the other thing too it, it it blew my mind the when i was in school and that grade i graduated in 1994 so i mean it's been a while back but not that long ago mm -hmm. i knew about the tulsa massacre yeah i knew about people like angela davis i i had learned all this in school and when I, when The Watchmen came out last year, mm -hmm. and the amount of people that, young people your age. Yeah, that had never heard of the. That had never heard of the Tulsa. They thought that that was some alternate timeline stuff yeah. that they came up with for Watchmen. For, that blows my mind. For those for those that don't know, in Tulsa, there was what was called Black Wall Street. Right. Uh, where in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there was an entirely separate neighborhood. Uh, that was entirely black owned, black operated, black businesses, and it was very successful. It was a huge success, um, and the whites in Tulsa couldn't have that, so they burnt down the their part of town and they massacred whoever knew anyone they could see. Right, and that. Do you know that, Lexi? No, I am the in-house more. Uh, <laughs> this whole episode, I'm just I'm just writing stuff down. I but, don't know anything about. Yeah, this. and these are. We can be test after this. 
And these are all small little parts of things. You know, the, the erosion of our school systems to where they get taught, be a patriot, you know, taking a knee is against our troops. Well, guess what? I was a troop for 20 years, and Congrats. I applaud him for taking, taking a knee. Mm -hmm. And I know people in the military that would take a knee. And I know people in the military that wouldn't take a knee, but by God, I know every one of them would defend your right to do either one of them. Mm -hmm. And so um, the thing about it is that, well, and there's another thing, get me started. They, all this comes together, it's all little small plans that come together to form a large. For instance, we don't have free healthcare and free education as far as college mm -hmm. in this country. Mm -hmm. Well, why not? Well, in 1975, we dropped the draft. Mm -hmm. And then we needed an all-volunteer force. Well, how do you get people to join? Well, free health care, free education. I, got, I joined the military. I'm, I've got, I did 20 years. Don't you have four degrees? What's that? Don't you have like four degrees? I do. I yeah. have, uh, and, and I have those because Can it I was all free. One? Yeah. Sure, I'll just throw yeah, you That's one. a luxury yeah. that Lexi and I could never consider at this yeah, point. Yeah, no. And it's in, and so that's why the, I think that's one of the main reasons you don't have it is we need a an all volunteer force because we don't have the draft. Well, how do you get people to volunteer to go get shot at? Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. you offer them this cool stuff, you they, know. They say if you do, we'll patch it up for free. Yeah, that's right. Now mm -hmm. uh, you're not saying that the Nazis are still running the government. They're all no, dead by I now. don't. I said those, I, they those laid ideas, the framework. Yeah, they planted yeah. the seeds. They laid mm -hmm. the framework, and you know, even if. The saddest part about this whole theory is, is yeah, I think that's probably where the catalyst was. I think that's where it probably started. Mm -hmm. um, I, in speaking of Eisenhower earlier, I think he knew it. I think that's why his final speech. He spoke out against the military-industrial complex. That's right. He knew. He mm -hmm. knew what was coming. And the military-industrial complex set up even more things that make the money that you need to, to do all this. Um, with, like the prison-industrial complex, the university industrial complex which has become they're all modeled the same mm -hmm. it's convince everybody you need it it's there for them and then charge them out the behind for it mm -hmm. you Get know dime every step of the process right mm -hmm. um lock them up into debt that they can never in their entire lives get out of no we're gonna we're gonna die yeah um uh we're, yeah now we're gonna die in debt we're gonna die we're just gonna die we're just yeah. gonna die um no, but uh, uh, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. um, that uh, you believe that the Nazis incepted the idea right. to the Americans. Like in our dreams? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Werner yeah. von Braun didn't just create rockets. He created mind missiles. Right. Um, right. No, but uh, uh, one night in early March of 1944, uh, going way, way back. I hope yeah. you remember von Braun. Yeah, the way, way back machine. Yeah. Von Braun drank too much at a party and spoke too freely in what he thought was just casual conversation. He told fellow party goers that he foresaw the war ending badly for Germany and added that all he'd ever wanted to do with his rockets was launch them into space. It was an admission akin to treason, which was a crime punishable by death, and von Braun was arrested weeks later. Yes. See, in America, you can there ain't no such thing as talking too freely. <laughs> That's right. There ain't no such thing. Unless you're in a movie theater and you scream fire. Um, but uh, von Braun had already decided that he wanted to surrender and build rockets for America when he heard that Hitler was dead on May 1st, 1945. Yeah. Um, he was hiding with his fellow rocket engineers in Bavaria uh, when von Braun was elected emissary from the group uh, to go and surrender to American soldiers. Um, by nightfall on May 2nd, 
Von Braun was in the hands of American soldiers, and within months, the U.S. government made him the offer he'd hoped for. Military funding to develop an Americanized version of the V-2 rockets. There you go. Dang. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see. He always, don't take a Von Braun. You know, it doesn't take a Von Braun to figure <laughs> this out. You know, he, he's... Uh, he, he gets arrested in 44. He... he he, now he knows. Yeah, the writing's on the wall for him. He knows. The writing's yeah. on the wall. It, it, it wouldn't have taken anything for him to get word out in some way, hey, this is what we want. We're, we don't see things going well either. Why don't mm-hmm. you, we work together? Yeah. You know? And, yeah, I mean, it just it just blows your mind that, that he, he – you know, Von Braun is actually, sadly enough, uh, uh, one of the – more kind of candy-coated ones mm-hmm. out of all of yeah, them. He, w- he wasn't intentionally malicious. He just ignored right. all of the uh, human rights violations that right. were, were mm-hmm. committed yeah. to he, build his he rockets. He just wanted to build rockets. He, and, and really and truly, oh, if, you poor look little at, guy. if you look at stuff about him from his childhood, he really did. He yeah. wanted to build rockets his whole life. He, mm-hmm. he just mm-hmm. That was his thing. Um, but I, unfortunately... I, I, he did some atrocious stuff to yeah. get his dream. To I mean, I've also always wanted to be like, uh, uh, like a historian, but I'm not going to like yeah. submit sixty thousand Jews to live in a cave underground so they can make mm-hmm. my textbooks for me. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Although yeah. Jordan does to achieve any of his dreams, uh, usually he just wakes me up with a with a crowbar. With a crow. Yeah. <laughs> right. He just knocks a few of my teeth out and says, "I want to be a historian." It helps me think. <laughs> And it there gets are, my juices flowing. And there are, oddly enough, a lot of missing children around your park complex. Yeah, all the time. A small well, price. No, today. that's because they still. <laughs> that's the, the children are missing because they keep stealing the door handle off of my car. Right. And right. I have to teach them a lesson. Well, yeah, but them stealing the door handle has taught you small hands. They can really work hard on that's getting true. your your dreams done. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, <laughs> um, if if that guy hadn't gotten arrested and and had some sort of. Um, like called get, a god moment a, get, no i feel like getting arrested is kind of like a credential for him being mm-hmm. arrested for treason because right. if the war had just ended and he had run up to american soldiers and been like oh i loved y'all the whole time they wouldn't care they no, they don't care. care they don't no. care if they were pro-german like i said a lot of these mem- a lot of these dudes were like nazi leaders mm-hmm. you know what i mean they didn't care who they got as long as they had the know-how to put america ahead of the soviets right mm-hmm um, also, yeah, something something else that probably has a lot of overlap into what you're talking about, Jason, yeah. uh, is the Nuremberg trials. Yes. Um, which uh, uh, might be the greatest farce in American or in, in world history. World history. Well, yeah. I don't know. The Thirty Nine Steps is a really great <laughs> farce. Government inspector. You're right about that. Was a really good one. But let's talk more about whatever you're saying. The Nuremberg trials. Yeah. Uh, that was where they tried hundreds of uh, Nazi and SS members. Uh, and to just con- convict them of war crimes. It was it was meant to make people feel at ease that these Nazis were going to jail, that they'd be arrested. And of the thousands of people that were on trial for almost a year, 19 were convicted. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Only 19 men. It must have had a good DA. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, would you say that your theory applies to not just America but other countries like nearby oh, in Europe? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because once you once you start looking at it, well, what what do we have now? Essentially, we mm-hmm. have a one world economy. I mean, uh, you bring in the European Economic Union. Well, there's all of Europe together. You bring in NAFTA. There's all of North America together, and then you interlock those to where 
you can't do real war anymore because if you if you crash the, the economy of one, you're going to crash the economy of all. It's just moving labor to the cheapest right. available section. Mm-hmm. That's why grapes will be picked in like Argentina, then they get shipped to uh, Mongolia to be right. packaged, and they get shipped to the U.S. It's not the most efficient system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like well, it's like uh, you know, nuclear war. We have mutually assured destruction, the mm-hmm. MAD doctrine. You know, it, it's it, they have them and we have them. Then we both, they won't fire theirs because we'll fire ours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, people talk about all the time. Why have we borrowed so much money from China? And what they don't understand is, is okay, we borrow money from China, and then all we do is pay the interest on it. Mm-hmm. They take those interest payments and they use that to fund their government. So if, say, China today called in all of their loans and said, pay us back, which would crash the American economy, which was what all these people were worried about, mm-hmm. it will also crash their yeah, economy. All these dipshits for the past like 20 years have been like, Why? Yeah. China, they're coming, man. They're going to come. They're going to yeah. take Alaska no. first. Yeah. There are, this is all interlocked economically, and mm-hmm. that's, you know. What they don't understand is that money has been fake the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, also, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. for those of you out there who are just starting your financial careers as adults, um, you shouldn't just be paying the interest on things. If you carry a balance, you want to make that full payment as often as you can. That's right. Like, see, you're so much more of an adult than I ever will be. Well, yeah. well say it again. Say it, say it again. I, I'm not going to give you pleasure. You, right? Yeah, Yeah, I do. I, I so, work at a financial institution. Yeah. So explain explain this uh, to me, how uh, I went from, uh, in my lifetime, getting an actual paper check that I went down and cashed and got actual paper money, and I went and bought items and gave them that actual paper money. There was an actual transaction. Now, every month. My money comes to me through ones and zeros flying in the air. Mm -hmm. And then I go into a store and and I plug in this card and there's ones and zeros that fly through the air again. Mm -hmm. There is nothing there that supports it. There's nothing real anymore. It's scary when you say money's not real. Mm -hmm. But now I am getting into my Alex Jones. My God, the the trilateral commission is going to be... Let's keep it it to the Nazis, uh, which is a a (laughs) sentence I never thought I would say. Yeah, let's just keep Um, it to the... You know what your problem is, Jason? You got to see it to believe it. You ain't got no faith. That's right. You ain't got no faith. You need faith. Uh, God put the money on that card and he'll take it away. (laughs) And we'll get get right back to the Nazis after this quick promo. Doom, and you're listening to Shattered Glass Radio. And we're back, everybody. Um, were you talking about us? Or are we the, yeah, we're, we're the ones getting back to the nuts. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to uh, Swamp Gas that goes here on KZSM.org. Mm-hmm. Recorded in the heart of San Marcos, Texas. That's true community radio. Uh, right now, we're here with Jason Johnson talking about World War II. Yes. And. Operation Paperclip and Mm -hmm. afterwards. And and beyond. I feel, you know, and the thing is, is in all honesty, yes, I have this theory that it's the Fourth Reich that Mm -hmm. they laid, Nazi scientists and economists laid the groundwork for the Fourth Reich being a worldwide thing. Uh, However, that may not be true at all. They may have just went to work, built rockets, and did scientific discoveries, but... The history involved with developing this theory is I kept putting everything together throughout mm-hmm. the ages. Um, that's undeniable. Yeah. So that means that if they aren't the big bad that 
implemented all this to us that means our own government is doing it to us which i mean is still true regardless right but um i mean i feel like it makes sense because the foundation for uh for those ideals to take over we're already in america yeah um because something that um that i did some research into was the fact that a lot of nazi ideology was directly inspired uh by the american eugenics program which mm-hmm. uh lasted from about 1880 to like 1920. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and for those of you who don't know, eugenics is the racist pseudoscience determined to wipe away all human beings deemed unfit, preserving only those who conform to a Nordic or Aryan stereotype. Uh, yep. And elements of this philosophy were enshrined as national policy by forced sterilization and segregation laws, as well as marriage restrictions enacted in 27 states. And in 1909, California became the third state to adopt such laws, uh, and ultimately, eugenics practitioners coercively sterilized some 60,000 Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that yeah. that whole America's a melting pot thing is a marketing campaign. Well, it's a literal melting pot because they'll take all of like the Jews and Italians for a while, and any right. other minority, mm-hmm. uh, real minorities like people of color, mm-hmm. and just kind of put them in a pot and, and burn them, melt them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that you know, talking about minorities and eugenics and all that, of course, that was, I feel, one of the reasons why the Nazis would have chose us after World War II. Most in common with them. Yeah, we had eugenics before they did. Mm-hmm. Um, they always used to throw back in our faces anytime anyone would speak poorly of the Nazis that the fact that we had already had a, a genocide of the native population of this mm-hmm. country, yeah. and we had enslaved a race of people oh yeah we are just you know? pioneers so yeah in we're our field. speaking of pioneers the reason that the american buffalo is almost extinct is not because white was, people was. it's back now. it's back now yeah okay, good it's, it, it's it like almost, the mcrib yeah it's like the mcrib uh it's not because uh uh white colonizers uh wanted to eat all of it so good uh we eliminated it because it was the main food source for many Native American tribes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So by killing thousands of buffaloes, we were in effect starving out the people who were here first. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's also why they took off so many menu items at Taco Bell. That's also true. They were trying to starve out That's what they the won't tell you. That's what they won't tell you. Yeah. And you know what's sad is, is Sweden, they have a law, and if we had just followed this one law, mm-hmm. it could have gone so much better, so much different. They have what's called the rule of man. And the rule of man is is that uh, no matter who owns the land, no matter who owns whatever, you know, as far as it, anybody can hunt it or fish it. Anybody can use that land. Mm. If we had just had that law here and said, okay, you tribes, you go, you do your thing. You do your nomadic thing. These lands are yours. You can, you can hunt them, fish them. In the meantime, we're going to set up a ranch here, but you can still use these to do your thing. Mm-hmm then eventually it would have all just kind of assimilated together. But unfortunately... Well, you're also assuming that the people that settled the land were uh, uh, had any intention of sharing. Yeah. Or believed in, yeah. in something other than well, white superiority. It goes back to that whole thing of land ownership. You know, that in the more land I have, the, the more, more powerful I am. I, am. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah. That's an American Important, tradition. Powerful, yeah. And it starts in Europe. It's, it's you know, I mean, landowners with fiefdoms and things mm-hmm. like that. You know, it was that was 
that was huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but they threw all that back in our face. And, and so it makes sense that they would have chosen us to be the ones because we were most in line with their ideals already. I mean, some fled to the Soviet Union, but I think that's more of like a proximity thing than like a, a, mm-hmm. than a choice. You know, England had a big uh, 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 quandary, I guess you could say, after the war was over. They, they started looking at it and saying, well, how do we stop this from happening to us? How do we stop ourselves from becoming a nationalist, fascist country? Mm-hmm. And they immediately came up with the idea that uh, we need a national health care system and we need a uh, national system of putting people educating our people Mm -hmm. because when you do that when you educate your people whenever you give them free health care and things then they don't get into that uh point of well what is my country doing for me i need something and then along comes somebody like a hitler who Mm -hmm. the psychology of it is amazing how do you get that many people to go along with the atrocious things they did well, it was because they were downtrodden they and they had this guy telling them, yeah. we are going, I'm going to pull us up out of the muck and the mm-hmm. mire that we are in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's and, also something that, that uh, that's something I came across in the research is, is people try to paint Hitler as this like once generation thing right. or that it's all his doing. I mean, the tensions were already there. Mm-hmm. He right. just promised them, well, if you guys want to expand, if you want to be a better country, the only way to do that is to get rid of the Jews that are already living there. Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's the whole the crux of radicalization is. I mean that's why people are so afraid of women in video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. women in well, video the, games. You know, the Jewish people in Germany, the only crime they were guilty of was being good at business. Mm-hmm. They have it all. Let's go take it from them. They're the problem. They're running everything. Well, no, they just were smart. They started businesses and they did what they needed to do and. You know, I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is, guys, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Blue eyes won't make you smarter. <laughs> no, that's for sure, because mm-hmm. I have blue eyes, and I'm about the dumbest brick yeah. in the wall. Uh, don't uh, stunk. <laughs> uh, now, do you guys want to know some of the companies that were involved in the eugenics programs in the States? Oh, please, yes. Sure, yes, go mm-hmm. ahead. Okay. Ruin uh, my childhood. I, I don't think so, um, but uh, you'll just recognize these names. Um, uh, uh, eugenics was uh, had extensive financing by corporate philanthropies, specifically the Carnegie Institution, mm-hmm. the Rockefeller Foundation, and the Harriman Railroad Fortune. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, um, and specifically, the Rockefeller Foundation helped found the German eugenics program and even funded the program that Joseph Mengele worked in before he went to Auschwitz. Yep, Mengele was one of the worst of them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he was he, disgusting. He committed atrocities. Uh, day in and day out, he did a lot of stuff with twins. He was that guy. Yeah. He if you hear about like twins. the stereotype of like uh, oh, Nazi no, scientist, yeah, about. it's like uh, I like. Mm-hmm. What if we cut off one tw- two, uh, twin's arm, and uh, and the other it? one grows a third? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, but you say, you laugh at that. You make a joke. Those are the kind of theories he had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be like if we cut off this weird. twin's arm and sew it onto the other one. Can right. he still control it? Right. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I thought when you were listing companies, you were going to be like McDonald's. McDonald's, yeah. yeah. Uh, Coca-Cola. Now, yeah. as Lexi implies that McDonald's is a eugenics-supporting fascist organization, I would like to repeat that the opinions expressed in this program are solely those of your host or of my <laughs> guests and do not reflect those of KZSM Community Radio or its governing body, SMTX CRA. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's you know, uh, but the corporations. I mean, you got IBM. They built all the computers mm -hmm. that kept track of all the uh, uh, Jewish people that were being taken to uh, concentration camps and mm -hmm. who had died, who hadn't died. I mean, they they built mm -hmm. all of that system. Yeah, um, your then, whirlpool refrigerator will keep track yeah. of whether or not you are gay. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about Nazis taking over and things? The less kale in the lesson, gay fridges. The, <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about? Starts writing furious notes <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in a lab. <laughs> you know, but Henry Ford. Henry Ford, yeah, was a helped uh, develop the the. Uh, assembly lines for the vw bug you know mm -hmm. I mean, well he was also a, a, a an out and out nazi supporter oh yeah mm -hmm. uh, henry ford loved hitler he was mm -hmm. big, oh he oh he had such tasty dreams Lindbergh. Mm -mm -mm. yeah the, Lin the pilot the Lindbergh truffles yes no, really? the charles Lindbergh was an out and out damn nazi i did not hear yeah. that yeah. i don't feel so bad about his baby disappearing anymore yeah yeah you kind of <laughs> when you learn when you Matt's learn around there i'll tell you what when you kind of learn about about Lindbergh and the and you get past the, the real history yeah you have still oh my god that was horrible but so true at the same time i don't give a shit uh yeah he's dead what's he gonna, he's gonna come yeah. kick my ass mm -hmm. but when you get into his history oh he's man, knocking on the door <laughs> it's him um yeah, well, we've had a lot of fun talking about theories today. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have a little theory of my own. Yes. Um, I was telling Lexi about this the other day. Um, I think there's a good chance that I may inadvertently start World War II sometime in my future. Um, you mean I World War III? No, 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 World War II. Oh. I think I'm going to end up going back in time. Back in time. <laughs> but I don't want to change the timeline too much, so I'm not going right. to kill Hitler as a baby. Right, I'm yeah. just going to beat him up when he's a nerd in art school, mm. right? And so he's not going to know who I am. He doesn't yeah. know me. He just sees some Ashkenazi-looking pole right. that beats the <laughs> shit out of him. And he's going to want revenge. Nice. I think nice. I think yeah. that's there's a very real possibility of that happening. We must mm -hmm. go and take the Polish, and then we must take the Jews mm -hmm. from there. And yes. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because I was beat <laughs> up as a child. See, I had an opposite an opposite plan of Jordan. Jordan was to go beat up Hitler during art school. Mine was to buy a bunch of his stuff and, and really boost his confidence. It, it, who knows? You know, it, one, good, uh, one good gallery showing, mm -hmm. and the next thing you know, we're buying Adolf Hitler's, you know, and displaying them in the Louvre, mm -hmm. you know, instead of what we're doing. Yeah. You, know, you got to you know? plant some other seeds, because I know that there's, there's someone... All the time travelers are convening yeah. at one gallery showing. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Trying, trying to sway history in one way or another. Somewhat, and then a few of us just have to whisper in his ear, have you ever have you ever considered sculpting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sculpting. The Yankees, had they taken Fidel Castro and not sent him home? Maybe we'd be looking at a different Cuba right now. Oh, man. That rules. I mean, if you look at <laughs> That's these little small Sox points fan. in history, you know, they... they they that's why baseball out. that's why baseball is so popular in cuba it's because yeah. uh it's because fidel castro loved it so much yeah mm -hmm. he was a player and he actually did get a tryout for the yankees and he didn't didn't make it through had, but had he done that you mm -hmm. know one uh one, the whole world changes <laughs> one thing i'd like to end on is um this was a quote i found in, in one of the papers i was reading um but it says because the crimes of the third reich are commonly defined as the nefer the nefandum the unspeakable descent into what we often call radical evil, but the kind of genocidal hatred that erupted in Germany had been seen before and has been seen since, mm -hmm. only by stripping away its national regalia and comprehending its essential human form do we have any hope of vanquishing it. 
Uh, and I think in a time filled with so much hatred and violence being uh, done on the people of this country mm-hmm. uh, by the jackbooted thugs we mentioned earlier That's in right. Portland and in every other major city across this country uh, that has been going on for two months, I think that's something we need to be aware of. Because mm-hmm. everyone says, like, ev- since 2016, people have been like, well, Trump, Trump's not, he's going to be the next Hitler. Uh, he's going to be a Nazi. No, but he follows a lot of the same patterns. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's something we need to be aware of. Um, you want to talk about uh, the Nazis taking, uh, starting the, the seeds for this country? I think they learned their mm-hmm. lesson by taking less meticulous records. Because yes. ICE, they have no clue where those kids are. Nope. Not a clue. Yeah. Oh, they know. Oh, they know. Well, they know. They know. But the they're not going to let know. you know. Yeah, they're going to forget. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Freedom of information, in the, my ass. In the, mm-hmm. the autopsy of America after its inevitable collapse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, all good things must come to an end. Well, who said mm-hmm. good things? Um, <laughs> well, yeah. All things. It was that, a point. Those things are never going to be found. I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's all going to be testimonies from people that survived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but it, I do. If you don't mind, I would like to leave a small message yeah, of, of hope here, because mm-hmm. I had someone ask me the other day. They were they asked me, "Where do you see all this going?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "I don't know." I said, "But you got to remember this: the the times in history where people can look at you and say, where do you see this going?'" Is this going to be the fall of our country, of our way of life? Mm -hmm. Those times are always followed by times of great change and betterment. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if you asked my parents back in the 1960s, oh, my God, the civil rights movement in Vietnam, where is this all going? They said, I don't know. But what did we get? We get the Civil Rights Act, which now is truly real because the Supreme Court has decided it even covers uh, uh, people's sexuality. Mm -hmm. You can't take people's jobs because of that and stuff. So, yes, it is a great time of uncertainty in this country. But I think better days are coming. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at other people fighting. I hope. Look at other people fighting, the protests that have still been going on. Mm -hmm. People are waking up. But in the meantime, just just remember... Pay attention to what's going on. Start looking at the world as a whole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at just the erosion of education or just, you know, police brutality. Start looking at all of it together because it is a system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to affect change throughout all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also buy a gun. Also buy a gun. We. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My message of hope is uh, yeah. you can always... Buy buy, a gun. It's so funny. Things are getting so much worse, but this is also the easiest country to ever buy a gun in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you should really do all you can. Yeah. Well, the, the, well, the funny part, Dylan and I both, uh, uh, my, Dylan, my son. I thought you didn't mean Dylan Glenn. No, no, no. I'm my son. Uh, this is probably the one place where we differ immensely. Mm-hmm. I believe in the Second Amendment. He doesn't. He mm-hmm. wants to see guns just gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I follow the Killer Mike Doctrine. Yeah, and the Killer Mike doctrine is this: You see what's happening in the streets right now, and you expect me to disarm myself? Are you crazy? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. You kind of got to take a weird look at that one. Do we disarm ourselves or don't we? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, that's it. I mean, my my favorite way of proving that there's something wrong with with the country and gun ownership and things like that is by proving that I am mentally fit to have a gun, right? And exercising yeah. that right. 
<laughs> and also, man, when all this started, when we were on lockdown, we, Jordan and I thought there was a big shift coming. We immediately went to Academy. We did not have enough for like a gun or something. Yeah. So he bought a crowbar and I bought a baseball bat. Yeah. No, yeah. I bought a machete. Oh, the crowbar machete. was a tool. You're right. Yes. You're right. The the crowbar was from... The machete. I like the machete. Yeah. The machete is always... See, because I can wear it on my hip like a samurai wears his katana. Right. <laughs> Right. Speaking of, I have one of those if you want it. I, I'll take I, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I've got a set. I'll I'll take all of them. Yeah. Uh, we still have a couple minutes here. Uh, this is something Lexi and I wanted to talk about a little bit. It has <laughs> it has no bearing on the show. But it's, we have a, it's cryptic. Oh, this should be it's good cryptic. when Lexi throws yeah. her head back and laughs like we have. That. We have so there was um. Uh, do you want to read the tweet? Yeah. So let's 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 give a little bit of context. I'll pull up. I'll pull my screenshot. Um. Oh. Well, I think we need to read the the tweet first. I'm gonna start talking about it like Ryan from BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed Unsolved. Okay. Um. On August eighth, twenty twenty. Oh, you're just outing him? <laughs> no, that could be about anybody. Uh. Um, so anyway, so a person no, uh, per, who a will ran, remain a different who, random person who will know. remain nameless. Um, Another DJ on this uh, station tweeted uh, 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 <laughs> me talking to my girlfriend. What would you do if you never met me, my girlfriend? hook up with women both of us laugh i fight back sadness knowing i can never give her what she wants that first of all that is so hilarious that's a lame tweet <laughs> it's pretty lame because we all know the guy who tweeted that and she is sleeping with a woman yeah. i mean you know it's it, it, that's my conspiracy gabe is but then uh, uh, or that person that person is a woman <laughs> but then uh, uh someone who he used to have a crush on tweeted Uh-oh. i can Implying, uh, um, implying that they I, can give the girlfriend what they want. What what they saying, want. I would have never fucked you, but I can fuck your girlfriend so much better than you <laughs> right. ever could. Right, right. <laughs> Man, you Do went, you went yeah. so far. We're gonna get in so much trouble. We'll edit. We'll edit it out. Listen, let's, the, edit the, out. Uh, let's just we'll we'll identify this way because uh, uh, I'm, I'm. This is now become an advice show uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. to the to the co-host of Acid Wax. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's been our show, everybody. Thank uh, you so much for listening. Stop being a cuck. Stop.